0: Blog talk radio
1: Welcome to Nightlight Step away from the mainstream and gather around
2: Welcome to Night Light, everybody. Thank you so much for joining Solaris, Blue Raven, and me for this evening's uh, discussion. It's going to be a good one. And first, I want to thank Ken Quiethawk for his amazing intro, as always. Uh, he and his wife are Native storytellers. Please check them out on the Internet, because if you've never experienced Native storytelling, um, you'll find it is a an amazing way that the Native Americans, the first people, Um had of preserving their cosmology and their history and their their legends and their and their traditions and uh, it's a magical it's a magical magical skill that that is falling to the wayside you know unfortunately as generations get older and older but it's something that they have been preserving and they have they have quite a few CDs so check it out on the internet because it is definitely Something to experience and think about preserving with your own family. sometimes writing things down isn't the best way, but talking it constantly so that people have it ingrained within their consciousnesses is often a better way to kind of share family history and and the magic that goes along with it. So tonight. Ah uh, Solaris and I are continuing our exploration of Manly P Halls, the secret teachings of all ages. Um, as with everybody else, we both took a look at the big book and said, "Holy mackerel, I'm not sure I can get through it." So what we're doing is picking chapters and going into them once a month and um tonight we have the mystery of the apocalypse apocalypse, but you know there there are a few other things we want to talk about first, so
3: Welcome to the show, with Solaris Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here again, Barbara.
2: always, always always <laughs> and And, as usual, you know other topics have come up and and we certainly are going to get into the mystery of the apocalypse because it is kind of interesting but but the energy of the times and 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 what we're going through, what humanity's going through at this particular point in time is fascinating and so many things are going on that that people should be aware of and and uh we were talking about how the energy is shifting and changing and how it it probably people are probably feeling um confused and maybe sad and and you know it's it's not not necessarily a a um a holiday time energetic it's it's what's going on worldwide, and and then some. So there are shifts and changes mm-hmm. going on. And and I, I mentioned to you earlier that that you know I felt a great sadness uh, a few days ago, and I couldn't figure out what it was because I had nothing to be sad about, and yet this it weighted me down. And then I realized it wasn't my sadness; it was more of a global sadness and and a tiredness mm-hmm. and. And um, that that recently I've noticed that a lot of my friends are sleeping a lot, are very, very tired. They're exhausted. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's usually for me a sign of depression of some sort. And yet, you know, if you talk to them, they would say, I, I'm not depressed. I have nothing to be depressed about. And yet I think there's another level of something going on with the consciousnesses of everybody that that is invading all aspects of life, and we're beginning to see it more and more and more um, as the mm-hmm. days go by.
3: I agree, yeah. Well, I think a lot of it might be the atmospheric condition, too. You know, this whole stress with this whole shutdown that started, this has been going on and on for over a year. So I'm sure that, that okay. really takes its toll on people, energetically speaking, psychologically speaking, and would definitely make them tired and fatigued. And I will tell you, point blank, I think that the masks, in general, will definitely suck some oxygen, so that's going that's not gonna help either. I think there's a lot of components to why people are feeling the way they are, but I can tell you there's something lost here. And in my opinion, uh, when I observe it, it feels like there's something that's not there's no spirit. There's like the spirit is getting snuffed out every day, and uh, I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure it's, you know there's those of us who are holding the light, running the light, but there's a lot that it's just like void. It's like a dead zone, and I I've been noticing that. So maybe that's what you're you're honing in on is just this this. This darkness that's there that's just stagnant. There's nothing there, there's nothing growing.
2: Well, I think yes all yes to all of that. And and the fact that um and, and I mentioned this to you earlier too, that that I've noticed animals are becoming more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And you know i've i've noticed it with with my cats i've noticed it with friends who have dogs i've noticed it with friends who have horses um and my my feeling my sense is that and and and, and you know you know i will find a conspiracy in a tube of toothpaste so um <laughs> i i really feel that the powers that be whatever they are 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 transmitting an energy a frequency on a frequency that we can't hear but that the animals are picking up on and mm-hmm. it's triggering aggression within them and um you know if, if it was just my cats i'd think okay they ate the wrong cat food or something i you know i would i would really write it off but it's not just my cats it's it's my neighbor's cat who is I I mean, she named it Ding Dong because it is absolutely stark raving mad and I think it has post traumatic stress but but mm. and then two friends of mine three friends of mine have dogs that are suddenly attacking um that that have been family dogs and lovely sweet puppy dogs and then suddenly um one friend has has Two dogs and they they killed the family cat. Um, oh, that's terrible.
3: Another
2: another friend. Um, they have um, they had a family dog that they have loved. It's a sweet, wonderful puppy, and it loves everybody. It loves children and and family members came into the house that the dog had never met, and the dog attacked the woman. And and wow. they put a muzzle they put a muzzle on the dog, and then later on. Um, she was coming out of the bathroom, the dog the dog at you know, lunged at her but had a muzzle on, but if it had mm-hmm. not had a muzzle on it would have hurt her horribly. Um, another friend who has horses and they have become aggressive, fighting and, you know, kicking the bejesus out of each other and Well So um it's it's and and those are just people I know. Um so I really feel that there's a frequency being broadcast that, that, that will promote aggression. And, and I have, I've done you know, a little reading here and there. Like I said, I, I can find conspiracy everywhere. But, and I do believe that they are looking to trigger aggression in, in certain aspects of the population so that we may well see um, rioting and things like that going on above and beyond mm-hmm. what, what is normal. And, and at this point, Lord knows what's normal. But, but,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, you are more attuned to frequencies than most. Have you noticed a change?
3: Well, I've noticed a lot of different types of changes. I haven't seen the animal thing going on. But what comes to mind, and I, I know we talked about this just briefly before we went live, but um, the idea behind, yeah, I, I weaponization of the biodome, I believe, absolutely, I think there are are many different types of frequencies that are being deployed that are literally affecting people psychologically, and that could affect the animals as well. So I'm not discounting that at at all. One thing I can tell you is that I don't have tinnitus, but I I have noticed for the past, oh, I don't know, over a year now, that loud, loud frequencies in my house, and it's not coming from my ears. When I walk into the room, I can hear it, and it's like it's Uh being broadcast at this place. So that's something new um, that I've noticed, and I've I've mentioned this on air on my other shows, but... So, you know, it is what it is, but I'm sure that can affect any animal or anybody else who's sensitive. So That comes to mind as well. Another thing that I was looking at when you were talking about these animals, uh, besides that, you know, we talked about perhaps maybe some bigger earth changes happening, maybe earthquakes that they're honing in on that's causing them to get just more hostile. But what's going on with the people that are attacking I'm thinking maybe there's something going on with the people. Are they psychologically um, off or something like that? Or maybe is, is the injection triggering the animals to behave that way? I know that's a stretch, but... You never know.
2: Well, I, you know, and this is, now, now this is going to sound really weird, but, you know, every time I say something that's really weird, you know, within the year it happens. And then I, you know, I, I will share it usually okay, with Barbara. my friend Jeannie. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and you know, I I said to her, I said to her about a year ago, you watch, they're going to take the pandemic stuff they're going to push it to the point that it becomes so severe that they have to declare martial law and they will stop the elections in 2024.
3: I wouldn't be surprised.
2: And, that sounds about right. And and Alex Jones just came out with it today. Is that right? I said wow. It, I, said, I said it a year ago.
3: Did he hear your show? No. So, <laughs> Well, Listen, you're all spot
2: on, so you know that doesn't surprise me. It, it, it's, it's, um, it, you know, I, I, I write, I don't write this stuff down and put it on the website because I think it just, some of it is just so ridiculous that I can't believe that would, it would be that. But the one thing that, that I did see that that, you know, I mentioned to a few people, and I'll mention it here. Um, I saw them putting vaccine, or what seems like vaccine, into airplanes and spraying the population with it.
3: Oh, wow. I would not be surprised at all. Not and, at all. And,
2: and it just, it was like, you know, over areas of dense population, you know, kind of, kind of like they used to do the crop dusting, but this is with mm-hmm. vaccine or something like the vaccine, trying to That's get really the nanotechnology into everybody. And, you know, you've heard it here, folks. If it happens within the next couple of years, I'm just going to tell Nostradamus to step aside. Um, (laughs) Not
3: not quite, not quite. um, Well, you (laughs) know, chemtrails have a tendency to disperse all kinds of things. And I've I've talked to a lot of people who have tracked the the geoengineering, which is uh, valid in a sense of what's been distributed through the air or dispersed. So, you know, when you're mentioning something like that, that wouldn't surprise me at all, not at all.
2: Well, the chemtrails have little pieces of aluminum in them,
3: mm-hmm. and nanotechnology
2: yep. in them, and and so it's in the air, it's in the crops, it's everywhere. I I the stuff I saw them spraying had to do with the vaccine or with COVID. I don't know if it's spreading mm-hmm. COVID or spreading the vaccine.
0: Mm-hmm. Can't tell which
2: it is, but both, both
3: counts. both count,
2: yeah. Um. They're the cause the effect. It, it, yeah. And and to me it seems like they're going to force the country into martial law. And I don't know if it's going to be by twenty twenty two, you know, like that I, I know an ele- I, my feeling is there will be martial law declared to avoid an election. And I don't know if it's the twenty twenty two or twenty twenty
3: four. Very interesting. That sounds and, about right, yes. To me. Yeah.
2: You know, we're going to have to mark this archive and be able to pull it back and say, see, they talked about it even then. Um, Mm -hmm. Other than that, you know, it's just a conspiracy theory, and, you know, people can ignore it or go poo-poo or whatever. But the other thing, too, that um, almost every year for the last decade or so, I've talked about the New Madrid fault line going off. And, you know, there have been a lot of... um, there's been a lot of predictions that it's due to go off. For instance, a lot of the school systems along the New Madrid fault line have um, three-day survival packets for every student in the school. That's water and food mm-hmm. for three days. Um, there are, you know, they're anticipating it's going to go off. The last time mm-hmm. it went off, it was almost... Almost a nine point. They, we didn't have the, you know, how many? Where is it on the Richter scale at the time? But it was an eight or nine. They think on the Richter scale, uh, bells in Philadelphia rang because of it. It was that severe. The Mississippi ran backwards. Happened in 1838, 1839. If people want to check it out, it was horrendous. hmm And. And strange stuff has been happening along the line. People are literally preparing for it. I, of course, moved closer to it, which gives you an indication it's absolutely going to go off.
3: Um, <laughs> well, maybe you'll stay alive. You, know. you never know. <laughs> no, I if
2: doubt anything it. Anything <laughs> can happen.
3: Anything can happen. Well, that's
2: true. That's true. But... Um, I don't think last year I predicted it was going to go off, and, and, and the reason that it hasn't, I think, is because I've predicted it every year. So I will be predicting it's going to go off next year, just so it doesn't. Everyone mm-hmm. can thank me for that. Um, there you go. But, but, um, That's a good idea. But there in Chile, there was a 7.5 or 7.6 earthquake today, I believe, okay. Okay. or yesterday. And it was all up and down the coast. I'm I'm not sure where the the, the epic, epicenter was because there were a number of there there were like eleven quakes or or um, following rumbles whatever they're called um, aftershocks. Um, mm-hmm. But 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 they're they're pretty substantial aftershocks and and. I don't know, again, where the epicenter was, but, I mean, that's a huge earthquake. If it was in Chile, it would seem to me it would have set off a tsunami of some sort that would be rushing mm-hmm. across the Pacific as we as we speak, and I don't know if Hawaii is in the line of what that might be or not.
3: Well, that's interesting. And I don't know...
2: I don't know if a tsunami will go all the way across the Pacific, or if finally, or if it eventually peters out as it gets to the deep part of the Pacific. I'm not, I'm not that well versed in the in the depths of the Pacific.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But um, you know, and and you know, Japan could easily be hit. Taiwan could be hit um, mm-hmm. if there is a tsunami coming. And and knowing what's going on in that area of the country, anyhow, it could be it could be even more devastating. So so we've got these earth changes happening.
3: And have you, have you ever been in an earthquake? Oh, yeah. When I was out in California, this was way back, I want to say it was in the 70s or the 80s. I can't remember now. Yeah, I remember it very clearly. And I remember it traumatized me to a point where whenever there was an aftershock, I'd run up. I'd be like half asleep and I'd run into the like the doorway, into the middle of the doorway, stand, you uh-huh. know, because... Uh, yeah, it's creepy. Uh, gas lines blew up and everything when I was out there. I can't remember what year it was. I was quite young, but yeah, I've been through those, and, and they're not they're not fun at all. And that was a pretty good one.
2: We had um, it was only a three um, in New York, and this goes way back because I was t- I was still teaching, but I remember it clearly because um, it was springtime and the windows were open, and it hit. And I it was the sound that got me. I heard the earth grinding. Mm. It was it was just the most amazing sound I have ever heard. And then I looked and the dog and the cat were both asleep on the floor. And I, I nudged them and I said, You're supposed to predict this, you know, you're supposed to tell me something like this is coming. So, um did you know did well, you know, well, strangely enough, what what Um, one of the uh, warning systems they have in China is to know that there's an earthquake coming. No. What is it? The snakes come out of the ground.
3: Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's creepy, too. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Well, at least you see the snakes coming. That's a good warning, though, huh?
2: Absolutely. Apparently, you know, they have a a sense that the vibration is coming, and they they all come above ground to get away from the... uh, the, the movement of the earth. Well,
0: that's that interesting.
2: Said, but but yeah, I want to get back to this. I, you know, I know that that so much has been done and said, and and you know the um, is it the Pan, Panama syndrome where where um, where the the frequency was used to give people headaches and 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 you know um, mess with their brain and stuff like that. Oh, I, they, I think they, they were, called
3: it the Havana syndrome or something. But then they were trying the to discount it and say, oh, that's not what it is. But no, it was directed energy weapon anyway you look at it, and it can certainly create some serious issues down the road. So and that's a minor one. That's nothing compared to the stuff that I'm familiar with. I mean, it's bad, but it's not as bad as it can be.
2: Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and and it, it's it's just a matter of okay, they're using energy as a weapon. I mean, look at look at mm-hmm. what the EMP you know bursts are and stuff like that. Again, energy. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I know they've done it on, on people, and I know that there, there are frequencies that will make people aggressive, and they don't have to be preconditioned. It just it triggers anxiety, anger, and, and aggression. Mm-hmm. And um, y- when you look at some of the riots that have taken place, for, for really, in, in many cases, no reason, or their reaction is just so above and beyond what one would anticipate that, you know, you kind of wonder what the heck happened here. Look at, they burned down their whole neighborhood. I mean, mm-hmm, right. if I was going to like riot, I would not, yeah, I, I wouldn't, if I was, if I was going to riot, I would not burn down my neighborhood because that's my neighborhood,
3: you know. Yeah, crazy I down, yeah, I agree.
2: yeah, I'd burn down somebody else's neighborhood. I wouldn't burn down my own. <laughs>
0: Right.
2: I, I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do something that's stupid, um, I, I'm not gonna I'm not going to uh inconvenience myself. I mean, you know, you don't mm-hmm. go out and you don't riot and burn down buildings and then say, Okay, let's go home and get a beer
3: Oh, we seem to have burned down home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> doesn't
2: make
3: Yeah, it sense. sounds like they're mind controlled, doesn't it? Or socially engineered, activated it, by some kind of a frequency, yeah
2: and 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 usually in 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 places where there is you know, there there are um gatherings of of um low income people you know not many rich people riot um it's it's usually those neighborhoods that that have you know a uh, a poverty level that is that is that is sad and uh there's greater anxiety in those in those populations and they're easier to trigger into um
0: mm-hmm.
2: into anger and and into violence, so yeah it's it, there's nothing it's, to lose you I mean, know,
3: they don't have anything to lose yeah
2: and and you know we're looking at another you know we're we're I think halfway through the Greek alphabet now with omicron,
3: and oh jeez, um, I know this is stupid, <laughs> it's also named after a constellation, yeah, or a constellation yeah yeah mm-hmm. so so
2: it's you know i i don't um i i don't know how they identify a variant all i know is that you know for every year for as long as i can remember there's a new flu virus that that, that comes through and they mm-hmm. use what's left over of the old virus of the old virus flu to make the new flu um you know shot so mm-hmm. uh which doesn't make sense because they're preparing you to de- they're defending you against something that has already died out and there's a new there's a new version of it coming so it doesn't make sense to me but mm-hmm. but then anything is better than nothing i guess but um so so you know it, it's sort of like we we have gone through so much that everybody's tired, everybody's exhausted, everybody, and mm-hmm. I, I keep hearing people say, I want to get back to normal, and there is no normal anymore.
3: No, it's you can't gone. get back. No. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's like, you yeah, know, it's too late now. But we're not going to live in this realm either, so this has to change as well. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. I mean, this is not, this is not workable for anybody, in my opinion.
2: Well, I mean, we've had a year and a half of it, and um, mm-hmm. too long. everybody's Everybody's tired, and and from from what I have heard, you know the the um, the whispers here and there are that, that um, they're going to try to shut us down again. And don't
3: forget it. That's not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I see that. Not. There's going to be some problems with that. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, look, look what Australia did, though. They oh, had, I know. They
2: were right. they were restricted to their houses. They had two hours. A day or a week, I can't remember which, they could go shopping. And that
3: was it. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. I don't know why the people Um, tolerated that, to be honest with you. I I can't imagine tolerating that kind of electronic prison. That's that's house arrest, beyond house arrest.
2: But, you know, you get down to it, and the masks and everything are against the Constitution, and yet they're mandated and people are, are adhering to them. Um, but it's
3: not a law. The mandate is not a law. People don't have to. Technically, you're not supposed to have to comply with anything. If people were paying well, attention, that's true. But, you know. Yeah,
2: Yeah, but look at the the, the policemen and people like that that lost their pensions and their jobs because they wouldn't take a shot. Right. But, it's, yep. but it's against the law to do that to them, but they did it to them anyhow. So where yeah, is they're the holding- law?
3: There is no law. Now, I was talking about this the other day. It's, it's law to lawlessness. At this point, it's it's a broken system, in my opinion, that needs to be reset. I mean, it's just uh, it's too criminal. Too many layers of criminal mm-hmm. activity that you can't make laws out of lawlessness anymore. If they're illegal and criminal, people creating these things and, and it's in violation of uh, what we founded this country on. Then what's the point? Something has to be restructured. So yeah, it's no good. It's out of control. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yes, thank. You. Yeah.
2: Well, we had we had in our in our attempt to get through Manley's book and we've actually made a pretty good, you know, start at it. Um there's enough material there for at least a year or two anyhow. Um we we have taken turns picking and and my pick was The Mystery of the Apocalypse and um I I have to admit I was surprised at, at what was written. I, now, everybody has to realize this book was written like 100 years ago. So, um, obviously, research and all sorts of stuff has come in that, that that expands upon a lot of the topics we're going to be talking about. But in my mind, when you talk about the apocalypse, all I can hear and see is is those who are into Genesis their 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 uh, depiction of end times are coming and this is what's going to happen and mm-hmm. when you when you read what Manley P Hall has in his book that's not the case
0: mm-hmm.
2: so it it's it it never occurred to me. And, and, you know, this just shows you that, you know, sometimes you're so conditioned you don't think about stuff, really. But it never occurred to me that the biblical scholars who have been talking about the apocalypse being the end times, that they could be wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And
2: it never it never occurred to me that there could be many different interpretations for what Saint John wrote, and, and there's also there's also a, a great deal of um, controversy over whether Saint John actually wrote Revelations, which mm-hmm. which again is is something that that we we've come up against. Over and over, and in, 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 in Genesis and in lots of the books of the Bible, the, the the names that appear on the books are not necessarily the names of the people that actually wrote wrote
3: the material. hmm Exactly. So there's a lot of paganism so, involved too. And you look at it; it's a it's very interesting, it's very esoteric on a different scale. But what it, what it reminds me of is there's so many metaphors, and and I think that people get wrapped up in the words, but they don't understand there's a symbolism behind it. You know. And I think that has a lot to do with how people read the future.
2: Yeah, you're right. And I think what what I was so fascinated with was the fact that, that this all happened at a time when Christianity was trying to get rid of paganism, and paganism was trying to get rid of Christianity, and paganism actually won when it comes to the book of Revelations. Mm-hmm because it's all symbolic. It has nothing yep. to do with, with Rome, and, and um, it has nothing to do with... Um, with, with it, 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 Revelations has nothing at all to do with our physical reality. It has to do with our spiritual aspect of what's going on inside of us. Mm-hmm. and when you look at when you look at revelations and 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 what what all of this is talking about it, it the four horsemen of the apocalypse are levels of our own um initiation of our our own moving through our spiritual um the initiation of us into a more spiritual aspect um within our reality so that mm-hmm. so that it's not end times for humanity it is beginning times for a new aspect of the human consciousness and spirit within this reality.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like going from one universe and to the next. And isn't that interesting how people have misrepresented it over how many, how many decades?
1: So oh, So that everybody's
3: projecting well. the fear. They're putting the, they're putting the thought form into the hologram. And they're trying to manifest. They want so much to manifest this. And and a lot of the people in the in the religious world, I think they're trying to do that so they they can have some kind of closure. They think something wonderful is going to happen. And I'm telling you, the way it's been described here is is yeah, it's, it's a journey within the self.
2: Well, and and what to me was, um, I mean, I was everybody should get this book because this book is a book that will make you think. And mm-hmm. when I when I read through this material and 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 i and i and they went through i mean i have i have a, a friend, a good friend who swears to me that Jesus is going to come riding through the clouds on a white horse with angels behind him, and you know that's it that's what's going to happen and according to manly people <laughs> that that is not what's going to happen but Mm-hmm. But it's, it it has it has to do with levels of consciousness. It has to do with understanding ourselves, with with letting go of the the um. What would you call it? The base physical aspects of reality and. Taking your consciousness into a new level of understanding of the spirit that dwells within, and how that spirit can manifest within reality, and and can take you to a higher plane, a higher level of consciousness, and and most probably. I I did you get the feeling, that as I did that 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 transitions you and you transcend into another dimension.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Once again, it's like alchemy. And this reminds me of the mystery school, you know, the mystery school teachings where it's all kind of encrypted to some level. People dive into it, and and, and like I said, it's like metaphors. You go in through these corridors, but it's really about your own evolution, your consciousness, and and progressions through the world or how you experience this world and how you're um, going to phase, I would say phase, but maybe maybe transmute it alchemically into another lifetime or in another space-time. So, yeah, that's what I see anyways. But it sure is different than the way it's being portrayed. Uh, from if you talk to anybody who's just you know religious. Oh yeah,
2: the 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 seven. I, I mean, in in many ways, um, Revelations was written by pagans who mm-hmm. were symbolically putting forth a story of spiritual evolution, but presenting it in a Christian form and And it's almost like that you know that'll for for those with eyes to see and ears to hear, I think that that's what what's here that 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 people on a spiritual journey will will interpret all of this material far differently from those who are um still caught up in the mundane physical reality. This is it, sort of mm-hmm. like um the matrix right yeah, mhm.
3: Yeah, and, it's an eye-opener uh, on
2: so many levels. Yeah, it was for me. I kept, you know, they were talking about seven this and seven that, and then they then they flat out said,
3: this applies to the chakras. And, right. And that's, I always knew that. I don't know about you. I've always known those seals were connected to the chakra system before I even read Manley P. Hall. Uh-huh. So to me, oh, it's just, well, yeah. it's just like it, a no-brainer.
2: Wait, seven. There's sevens all over the place. They got they to mm-hmm.
3: me.
2: That's saying you know the number seven means something. There's a spiritual aspect to it. It has it mm-hmm. has a great deal to do with with um, you know spiritual aspects. It's not just that it's an, a number. It's referring to something else. And and depending on where you are in your own evolution, that 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 dictates the interpretation you put on it. And mm-hmm. and so so you know a, a Roman Catholic reading Revelations will interpret this um, according to you know the Bible, right? But mm-hmm. but people with a spiritual background a metaphysical background and and this comes from you know the pagans the Egyptians you know they, they all of the mystery schools that were there this is mm-hmm. this is where all of these concepts come in here you know v- you know veiled by a christian um suggestion but having nothing to do with christianity it's totally spirituality
3: mm-hmm. yep very much so fascinating isn't it
2: well that that I mean, and, like and that. because the because the egyptian stuff is there too is it, there's a lot of astrology there as well so mm-hmm. you know the, the, i mean you you and and astrological stuff i mean it's just there's so much symbology here in revelations and and you know you you just it it sounded like like Saint John was, you know, eating mushrooms or something when he wrote this. I agree. This.
3: I thought that too. Like the psychedelic or ayahuasca or something. And yeah. And the wormwood thing too. Yeah. hmm
2: It it just, you know, um, I think of him in a cave eating mushrooms and and tripping out and uh, mm-hmm. and writing Sorry. this down and saying,
3: "Let's see what they make of this stuff." <laughs> Isn't it funny? So the pagans had the last laugh on the on the Christians. Oh my goodness!
2: I mean, it's 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 probably not the only place in the Bible that the pagans got their two cents in. But let me tell you, mm-hmm. when they got it in, they got it in. The Book of Revelations doesn't fit with any of the rest of it, except right. it's yeah. you know they they said it was written by Saint John the Divine, but but. Um, I don't know. I, this, this, this to me feels like it's mystery school stuff. Right up, you know, it's mm-hmm. mainline mystery school. It has nothing to do with 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 Catholicism or Christianity, or how that may matter. You know, Jesus. Um, and and you know, I I don't want to write him out of the picture at all. But but he certainly is there symbolically. But it's a matter of of you know, the, the the light comes from the Creator and from from Jesus and so it it's it's to me it was I sat there reading it and I, I kept saying to myself, Why have I never seen this before? Why have mm-hmm. I never seen this interpretation before? Because um certainly um Manley P. Hall's book has been out there for a long time and yet this is not what is commonly, you know used as the description of it. Um, I, I have friends that really think um, that that uh, the end times are coming exactly as the Bible um portrays it.
3: Mhm. Yeah, and, I know. a lot of people are and, like that. Yeah.
2: And and you know, you know, they're they're putting up food and they're making ready for it and they're they're joining, you know, born again churches and ma you know, just just for coverage, just in case. And um the seals and the four horsemen of the apocalypse, you know, all of it. Um I, I um says here the four horsemen of the epo- of the apocalypse may be interpreted to signify the four main divisions of human life. Mhm. Birth. Um, youth and birth, youth. What birth, youth, um, maturity, and death.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
2: It, it. It. You know. And and that makes good sense.
0: Mhm.
2: Um. It's. It's just. It. It makes you want to go back and look at everything and say, okay. Where else can we, you know? And, and I think Revelations is the most obvious place you can look for the the. The mystery school stuff. I'm not sure mm-hmm. it's anyplace else, but it may well. If it's anywhere, it's in the Old Testament. It's not in the New Testament.
3: hmm Yeah. Exactly. Well, but why do you, you put it together of... in this book?
2: Well, you know, <clears throat> it, it, it's a good question, and I'm going to have to find a biblical scholar and ask one. Just,
3: mm-hmm. you know, Re- revelation Revelations just doesn't seem to fit in the Bible at all. Mm-mm. Not at all. I agree. Well, that's funny because that's the only thing that was interesting to me when I read it. I, I wasn't drawn to the Bible in any formula. As a matter of fact, first time I ever looked at it when I was younger, I said, "This isn't right. This isn't right." I don't know why. I just was scanning. I was like, "This is all wrong," and I was just like really rejecting it. And now, and then, I thought this one was intriguing. Revelations always intrigued me. Uh, so it's funny how, you know, it kind of correlates to some of this. Nothing really well, adds up, does it? I, it's funny. No
2: and and all of the symbology um you, you know it just uh and they talk about new jerusalem and i i was i have to admit i um and the seven seals have you had you heard of them before i had i've heard of them but i didn't know exactly what they
3: meant the seven seals
2: mhm
3: well, like I was saying earlier, to me, they represented the chakra system, so that's how I associated them but um only through uh-huh. this, only through the revelations, you know, reading about it but no, I haven't heard an interpretation about it
2: i mean they they also are are saying that the the four horsemen represent earth, air, fire, and water um mm-hmm. that makes sense, which yeah, I mean and And you know of course it it's all a matter of what interpretation works for you, so mm-hmm. in, in no way i I don't want anybody out there to think that I am saying you're all crazy, you've got it wrong i'm i What I am saying is I am intrigued by the different ways of interpreting this material. I don't know mm-hmm. what's what's absolute um, Manly P. Hall quotes other people in, in his interpretation, so I don't think he knew it either. But
0: mm-hmm. these
2: are interpretations that, that are worth looking at and taking into consideration, and if nothing else, saying, well, it's a pile of crap, but it's an interesting pile of crap,
3: you know. Yeah, there's I, a lot of I information kind of, in here. I, yeah,
2: Good. yeah I, you know, I kind of prefer to think... <clears throat> there's something to be said for everything.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it interesting. I, I like the Manly P. Hall work. The more I start looking at even even all these chapters, I think that uh, it's really awesome in a sense of just putting your mind in a different space to assess something from a different perspective. So I think that you did a good job with this particular chapter. But, yeah, I mean, when you talk about some of these things here, you know, they were representing um, so many different names. And, yeah, they did mention – let me look here for a second. There was something I was going to mention real quick. Well, we talked about uh, Dr. Rudolf Steiner, too. I thought that was interesting when he says, uh, ran their course at a period when the earth was still fiery and the first human incarnations were formed out of the element of fire. At the end of his earthly career, man will himself radiate his inner being outwards creatively by the force of the element of fire. I just thought that was interesting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, Steiner is, is interesting, too. Mm-hmm. So you get all these other people <clears throat> interpreting this, and suddenly you're looking at a whole at, at the, even the term apocalypse in a, in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, in in many ways, every day is <clears throat> is is part of end times because we're always, you know, coming into new beginnings and new phases. So that
0: mm-hmm.
2: end time doesn't mean we're going to blow up and disappear. It just means that there are changes ahead, and quite often those changes are changes that uh, <clears throat>
3: we haven't been prepared for. hmm Exactly. Yeah, we're immortal beings. I think what people realize once they realize that we're you know immortal beings, that energy and consciousness, and the rest is just a ride, in my opinion. You know, do the best you can while you're here, I guess. But, yeah, it's interesting. I think people get too stuck into the words, though. You know, once again, they get too fixated on the linear and forget everything else.
2: Yeah, they, um, they, they picture these. I mean, the descriptions are incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: when you, to, when you start to picture them in your head, um, <clears throat> they're They're horrific.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: but um but then when you go into trying to decipher exactly what they mean and and his 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 descriptions make a great deal of sense i'm not saying that this is absolute i'm not saying i adhere to it i'm not saying that this is you know i'm i'm not saying that this is this is absolute i'm saying that it's interesting i want to make it clear mm-hmm. to everyone that You know, when we go through all this work, we're looking at it and we're trying to put it out there, but both of us have our own ever-evolving concept of what's going on as far as our spirit goes. So, you know, catch us both on a different day and we'll have different aspects of, you know, what we think is going to happen. But as I look at all of it, as I hear people talking about, you know what they think is coming and <clears throat> stuff like that i keep i keep thinking you know it it's it's just a part of evolution and mm-hmm. and the human spirit is having a chance here to really grow and change and evolve and, and <clears throat> excuse me and transmute and People who are so stuck in their ways that they, they are going, woe is me, woe is me, it's the end of times. It's not. Um, I, that that I can promise everybody because, frankly, if it were the end of times, society would be at such a level that we would all be ready to go into another dimension, and that is not
3: the case. So... <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm. I Although mean, they are still, leaving. Still... So
3: they're transferring into other fields. I mean, a lot of death, a lot of transition. But, yeah, the world, it's just in flux. There's so many things happening here. Uh, it's, its you know, cycles of progression, really, when you look at it. And all based well, on thought, you know,
2: really. Well, and, you know, I think what people don't understand is, I mean, we're only talking about the last, what, 15,000 years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's then, then
2: you go in then you go into an ice age and then prior to that ice age that went on for a long time and prior to that there were other cultures here there were other mm-hmm. species here most probably mm-hmm. and and there may have been even other human forms here and they got mm. they got not wiped out but i think they got evolved they got moved to another time space they Mm-hmm. Agreed. Their there their time. So that if you look at it, um, scientists say there have been five mass extinctions. There may have been more. The Earth is millions of years old, and may have been the platform where spirits took physical form in in order to learn certain things. And when that time was done, they went back into spirit. And then evolved onwards, or they came back as spirit again in another form to to learn and expand in other ways, spiritually speaking.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But we're not the only dimension; there are many of them, and um, I would I would assume that they're all inhabited in one form or another by spiritual energies.
3: I agree. Mhm. Yes, like a see and, the consciousness. <clears throat>
2: Now I heard someplace that the Earth plane was the only one in which there was a physical existence. Have you heard that?
3: Well, I, I don't know if I subscribe to that at all, but I'm sure somebody's quoted it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't ring for me, though. It doesn't. I, I just don't. It don't resonate with it. So.
2: I mean, I can't conceive of not having a physical body. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's that probably has happened.
3: But I'm sure you can take a, you know, you can have a form in whatever field and whatever energy and dimension you're in. So, you know, whether you call it physical or not, it's still an energy construct. And just to say, this isn't an avatar aspect from a projection from an off-planet design anyway.
2: Oh, it it absolutely could be.
3: I mean, I'm just fine with calling my
2: body an avatar. Yeah, I'm fine with calling my body an avatar. Mm Mm-hmm. Same, too. And there are moments as this avatar gets older where I could do without some of the aging aspects to the whole thing.
3: You need a younger but, avatar, um, see? You just need to get your avatar <laughs> design. And I want to do the same thing. <laughs> I transfer. I'll get a younger version of myself or something more upgraded. That will work.
2: Yeah. I, I'd like to sort of reverse the aging process but continuing to move forward with the intellectual aspects and the spiritual aspects. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's the possibility at some
3: point in time. I think so. I think that's the whole idea is, is what you were describing earlier is spiritual progression and evolution, and, and at some point we move on, but we take that whole collective of data with us. It's just like cellular memory and anything else. Wherever uh-huh. we go, we take the information. It sounds like we would anyway. I mean, you know, look how we remember things here, even through the cellular access and, you know, whether you call it the philatakashic or just our consciousness alone, we can access and dial into certain things for information. So where does that come from? It doesn't come from just being in school. So obviously we bring a database.
2: Yeah. I'm kind of wondering um, what happens when we transition beyond human form. I mean, do the earth experiences unlock parts of spiritual understanding and wisdoms that go beyond a physical form that you know i can't conceive that we we arrive somewhere i think this mm-hmm. is a, this is a journey for a great length of time so that mm-hmm. so that once beyond a human a humanoid form you know where does it go i mean when you go into other dimensions when when i go into other dimensions i do not have a physical body
3: mhm but i but your feel it was present Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm i projecting. I'm aware that I never really see my body, but I know that it's part of me it's really interesting. Maybe uh-huh. it's an aspect of like uh, an energetic version of myself a copy perhaps. But yeah, I think uh-huh. there's some some replication to some degree in whatever we access, but it doesn't really show itself. There's no there's no need to really see that particular aspect in my opinion.
2: Yeah, when I when I do it, I just am. I don't look to see what right. kind of shoes I have or anything like that. Right.
3: Mm -hmm. exactly and that's where the consciousness comes in in my opinion yeah
2: yeah actually I've been thinking about you know a long time ago well just 2017 four or five years ago we did the um, remote viewing Mm -hmm. and I think you were in on on a lot of those meditations Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: um, I recently spoke with uh, James Tabor uh, because I'm going to do um, an interview with him in January on uh, a book he has on Jesus, and they have the publication date as 16 something, which which is obviously not true. And mm-hmm. um, so when I spoke with him, you know, he said, you know, he he wasn't a time. Tr- a time traveler, but that would be another show. And it, it made me wonder if <clears> – <throat> now, we we did the remote viewing into pyramids all over the place.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What if we did remote viewing into the past?
3: Yeah, that's an idea. Well, that is time traveling. You're accessing a different timeline from a previous – I'm thinking it would be –
2: I'm thinking to take, you know, to put the group together again and just say we're going to time travel. We're going to go That'd back in time. We're going to yeah. – <clears throat> I think places, that would be cool. I mean,
3: Let me know if you do that. I'd like to hop on with that. That sounds fun. I,
2: I, am, I am definitely going to do that. I'm going to do it. And one of the first places I'm going to take everybody is, um, at least at this moment in time, please understand, this may be um, – I want to take people into the middle of the Exodus.
3: Oh, that's interesting. That'd be very interesting.
2: Not not not, you know, the the exit from Egypt with all the horns blowing, not not uh not the golden calf part. I I want to take everybody into what it was like for 40 years to travel, to gather manna, to eat manna, what it was like um, because according to what I've read, um you know there was a lot of uh grumbling <laughs> uh mm-hmm. it was i i I just thought you know for the first one to take people into the middle of the exodus to 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 be there, wandering you know with these huge numbers of people and 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 livestock and everything else moving through a desert.
3: Mm-hmm. It's it, it interesting it just, you're phoning in on that.
2: <clears throat> well, you know, because I kind of feel like that's what humanity's doing now.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, I, I believe that. I actually think that that looks like they're walking through it. I don't want to call it the void because it doesn't seem like the void, but it does seem like a, a different space. Um, I don't want to call it space-time, but there is something very, very interesting about where we're navigating or where where this group collective is going. Uh-huh. And they will have to find well, a different I... resource for uh, their food, in my opinion. And when you look at the mana, if I'm not mistaken, that's like it reminds me of monoatomic gold, but the idea behind that would be the philosopher's stone or um, really something that can sustain you on an energetic scale where you don't really need the physical foods. I mean, I, maybe they have different interpretation, but I see it differently. I see it more like alchem- alchemical <clears throat> changes in the body.
2: Well, according to you know what I've read, it was it was um, it was kind of like um, it's kind of like snow, and they mm-hmm. were able to make it into a form of bread and eat the bread, and it had everything they needed.
0: <clears throat>
2: and of course, they had cattle and goats and everything with them, but. The manna is what fed them over over all those forty years because, of course, they weren't you know gardening or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, where else would you go in the past if you could go?
3: Oh, I don't even know. Nothing appeals to me. I want to I want to go to a different space <laughs> <laughs> time world. I'd have to think about that. I really don't know. I do love ancient Egypt. I think I would like to be there at the at the building of the pyramids. I'd like to check that out. But, yeah, yeah, the Great Pyramid was, was another one.
0: <clears throat>
2: um, I want to go to before the flood too.
3: Oh, that would be good. No, yeah, i like that.
2: Yeah, to before the flood. I want to. I want to skip to that time frame where it was before the ice age, and and the flood. You know, to go back forty thousand years
3: mm-hmm. to see what the
2: Earth was like. Um, that would be good. I th-
3: said
2: <clears throat> there are. I mean, you know, you think about, you know, the the assassination of Lincoln and stuff like. Nah, I don't want to do that. That I want to go to, to time frames where, um, you know, Pompeii. I'd mm-hmm. like to go to Pompeii as as the volcano was erupting. Mm-hmm. That or, would be very um, interesting.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Well, the big change is exactly. the big stuff, not the little stuff. The big stuff is what you're looking at. And even I would like to see yeah. um I'd like to dial in before the the so-called monitoring station called the moon showed up because supposedly we didn't have a moon and all of a sudden it it showed up. So, I would like to see before that, I'd like to kind of look at that what they were seeing before the the lunar energy showed up.
2: Yeah. I I just think That's that um uh, <clears throat> I mean there was a time I understand that we had two suns. One of them was uh, Saturn.
3: Hmm, that's interesting, yeah. This,
2: this goes way back 39,000 39, years or so, yeah.
3: Um,
2: Isn't it interesting, yeah.
3: I think we have that's to That's the gatekeeper, this. you know. Saturn is, you know, in my opinion, it can be a lot of restriction, a lot of confinement, depending on how you're working with the uh-huh. energy. So that's interesting that it would be called a second sun.
2: Apparently, it 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 was constantly in the sky, so that so that there was never darkness, that mm-hmm. that there was always light, and I think that goes gosh thirty eight forty thousand years, possibly, probably farther back than that. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> yeah, uh, think about it, and, and uh, if anybody is listening, you want to be a part of the remote viewing group that probably will start it'll probably be a meditation a short meditation no more than half an hour those are good maybe yeah.
3: once maybe
2: maybe once a week maybe once a month I don't know once a week I think if you're interested in being a part of it um, send, email me barbara delong at gmail dot com I'll put you on the list and I will notify everybody who was in the remote viewing group originally if they would like to become a part of the remote viewing that is time travel to um to to give us a to give us a well to send me a, a you know, sign me up or, you know, I'll pass on it because uh we had almost a hundred people last time.
3: Yeah, you had a bunch of people. That really did build up, didn't it? Amazing. It it did.
2: But I think, mm-hmm. I think you know, if, when you have a group of people, oh, another one would be the Bosnian Pyramid. Now that may, yeah, that may would have that dated to, to 40,000 years. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, if we went as a group um, what I love is that with group energy even people who don't meditate get swooped along with everybody else. So that So that Mm -hmm. there is that energetic feeling and and it would be excuse me, the pollen got to me. It would be, um uh you know, on blog talk and you'd get the address and it would be private and then I would make it public as soon as it got posted on the blog. But um just to give, you know, your, your feedback on what you saw, what you felt, what you you know, what it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it would be it would be um definitely there there are I'd even go
3: to Mars. Oh yeah, Mars is good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fun one. Well, you know, it's kinda of like a yeah, that is time traveling beyond the illusion of space time. I mean, yeah. beats being here right now. <laughs> 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 the mundane well, I think, you know let's get out of that. In
2: in in many ways um, be fun to take, well, you know, when we did the meditations, I took everybody out of body so that, mm-hmm. so that, you know, it was, it, it, it was easier to, to pull energy together that way. I think, too, go Gobekli Tepe is another place that
0: mm-hmm.
2: would be fun to look into. I just, yeah. <clears throat> but, but. Again, I want, to go, I want to go way into the past because I think the Earth has so much history and stories to tell that just we haven't, you know, science hasn't been able to touch into because um, we seem to be blocked by that ice age and that comet that hit the Earth. And, you know, come on, we, when, we, when all the plates were together and, and we were what, Pangea, is that what they called it?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Be interesting. Yeah, I think so to do
3: this. Well, just set it in motion and get it rolling. I'm happy to hop on. <laughs> check it out. That'll be fun. Nice little journey. It's yeah, uh, like I, I, I said. It's just the linear stuff is. It will help people actually project out and go into a different a different realm. Excuse me. Um, versus just being in this world of kind of. We're talking about that that weird vibe you know, that's going on where people are getting kind of tired. I think this will energize them energetically speaking. Well, it is exciting. Um mm-hmm.
2: you know, just because we're isolated physically doesn't mean we have to be isolated spiritually. Mhm. And and especially when you gather a group of people together, um there is that that element of of an energetic group that is really quite profound. And uh Oh yeah. <clears throat> I think it would be, and and you know the element of Atlantis comes in here too. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but but I like I like better the uh, the Crete Crete would be my you know the Mycenae stuff would be mm-hmm. interesting because there's not a lot of stuff on that either. That <clears throat> not that. Not, you know, not. I mean, I I can't see going back to, you know, historical things that everybody's written about and knows about. I'd rather go into places where, where there isn't that much information and there isn't that much knowledge as to what happened, and just see what we can do. Darren Kuyu, um, they don't even know what those those caves, you know, um, were. Mm-hmm are you are you familiar with them?
3: Not a whole lot
2: It's in Turkey, and there are like thirteen stories underground that would have that would have um <clears throat> held i think up to five thousand people along with livestock and everything
3: mm that's pretty cool oh, all underground
2: survival. and and yeah, oh yeah but but why were they underground i mean if the if the world was covered with water Obviously, they you know the the tunnels would have flooded, mm-hmm. but right. why were why were people underground? I mean, um, ice age, but you can't put up enough food for that many people for a great length of time.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well, <clears throat>
2: but you know the world the world has flopped and and you know poles have changed and and all sorts of stuff is going on, but the, my 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 thing here is
0: <clears throat>
2: we pulled apocalypse to look into, and so what does apocalypse mean? Does it mean change? Does it mean upheaval? What does it mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't look it up. Um,
3: it's it be... based on your state of consciousness to some degree, you think about it. Well, apocalyptic yeah. is always, you know, <clears throat> foreboding. In the illusion of <laughs> I mean I but, you know, I we're just, kind of uh, remote viewing we're kind of remote viewing revelations really, in a sense. You know, we're kind of time traveling into that through this discussion to some degree. Looking at it with yeah. their eyes or, or accessing <clears> it. <And throat> I do agree with you. I think that it has a lot to do with uh whether it's psychedelics or something like that where yeah, you know, altered states of consciousness induced once again to uh perceive some kind of a, a situation or or event. And somebody scribing a lot of the data. We just talked about this the okay, last time, really. Go ahead. So
2: here's here's what apocalypse means, a cosmic cataclysm in which God destroys. Nah, it's not God. We're not talking God here. Apocalypse, There's a great disaster. WTL. Yeah, a sudden and very bad event that causes much fear, loss, or destruction.
3: Hmm. Uh, well,
2: see, I don't feel like we're going through... That
3: well, I there's feel a like transition what happening. Well, go ahead. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, there's a big transition happening. Totally agree with you. But in order to build something new, you have to tear down the old. Correct. So so that that we're seeing you know upheaval doesn't mean that that you know all is lost, we're all, you know, going to hell in a handbasket. It just means that we have the opportunity now to build something
3: better. Correct. I agree. But the problem that I'm seeing is that the people that are trying to do all this or orchestrating some of it, uh, perpetuating the issue, may not want evolution in consciousness. They might want to shut everybody down into more of a, uh, I don't want to say extinction, but but basically non-evolving, you know, a stasis of no evolution. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at people going in, in reverse versus going in and on and into a, an ascended state of consciousness, where we need to be. We need to be way beyond the spectrum that we're we're at here. So who knows? But I think it's oh, yeah. some points. I think it made some good points there.
2: Well, I yeah, I totally agree with you. And the thing is, the people that are, um, the quote one world order people. I think what what amuses me is that. These are these people. This one percent think they're at the top of the food chain, and they're not. They're being manipulated by above them, and then above them, Mm -hmm. they aren't the top of the hierarchy. And and so (laughs) yes, so for a time, they are going to feel that they are empowered, but Mm. but that's not the case. They're not.
3: I agree. Yeah, they're puppets. So yeah, very excitable so, actually, too, from a cosmic oh, viewpoint. Oh yeah.
2: And and I think that, that that in many ways, you know, common humanity, us us common folk, are looking almost as though we are cat, cannon fodder, but we're not. No,
3: yeah, and we're not. Common. And without That's us, a misperception too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, without us,
2: they don't have anything. True.
3: So, no. I mean, the pyramid the that. base of the pyramid is important. Yeah. The 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 mass collective is the foundation, they're the base of the pyramid. So when you take uh-huh. away that, there's nothing there's nothing left really. But yeah, they're making some stupid mistakes on the timeline, but you know, that's their problem. But I have noticed uh, that it's going to implode at some point. But I think this is where we have the breakaway star seed types consciousness and you know, certain people are just determined to keep ascending and evolving and growing and um some people are not. So we'll just see where that rolls on the timeline, but I find it to be a good opportunity to expand in consciousness and really decide what you want to do on the timeline while you're here um, through all this strange. I mean, people are being forced to look at something they may not want to look at, but that also makes them more enlightened in the sense of being able to make a journey someplace else that's that's much more beneficial to them. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and that's what I've always felt, that this... Uh the quarantine was it was a wonderful Mm -hmm. opportunity to to really get into yourself to write books to to do new stuff to stretch yourself to um i think i've written at least two or three books in my head someday i must actually put them on paper (laughs) or at least put them on a video
3: recorder or something uh, yeah
2: yeah it's just it's it's sort of like um, it's, it's a time for us to get to know ourselves, and and uh, these times where there's sadness, it's it's a matter of uh, learning to recognize that it's not a personal thing, that that you're 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 being enveloped by an energy you don't have to accept. Right, it's a sure condition. Yeah, <clears throat> but but. Initially, when this hit me three or four days ago, it was like, "Oh crap, what's wrong?" You know, mm-hmm. is, is my is my life falling apart? Is it, no, my life is great, mm-hmm. but but you know, so so it's like okay. So where is this coming from? And, and somebody said it's human. Somebody said to me, you know, you're just experiencing the sadness of humanity. Well, humanity had better wake up because it's a wonderful time for change. It's a wonderful time for growth. It's an amazing mm-hmm. time to make changes in your life. And I think that that the the you know are there cons- that yes, there are conspiracies going on. Absolutely, there are. But but it's it's really it's a game for these people. So step back and let them play their game. Um, yeah, don't play their know, game. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't be don't be triggered by something. Um, it's it's uh, you know I I see people wearing masks and not wearing masks and wearing two masks and you know <clears throat> trying to sanitize. Uh, that's everything. That's
3: paranoia. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. Well fear I, is know, a big I, deal. There's a lot of fear going on and that's no good. That's unhealthy.
2: It is. And and you know, um, I have friends that have that have put up enough food for a year. I have
0: mm-hmm.
2: other friends that that are sure we're not going to have to put up food for a year. I will admit, I have a
3: couple of shelves of canned goods. And Yeah, I think that's <clears> common sense period whether you know whether it's a, a storm a snowstorm or something else you know if you look uh-huh. at it like that but. but it's it's just
2: um you know when you look at uh, all the tankers that are being held offshore and mm-hmm. goods not coming into the stores and uh it's humanity is amazing we will survive whatever we're exposed to and We're hard to
3: kill. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Some of us are. Some of us are. Well, it's true, and and you know when you you see these, they're they're terrifying everybody with the variants and everything else, mm-hmm. and, and and I'm not saying that there isn't flu out there and there isn't variant out there because there is, but there always has been.
3: No, this last one. Yeah, there's always weaponization of flu. Yeah, it's just becoming crazy. You know, I'm at the point where I'm just in, I'm not even amused by it. I just kind of am bored with it. It's like a cat toy. It's so just I'm just I better to focus on. So I'm not really paying attention, really. To be honest with you, I'm just navigating and, and uh, just doing what I do as a multidimensional being. And I'll I'll cross that path when I get to it. If something gets in my way, that's how I function normally. But.
2: Well, we're really fortunate in that we do podcasts, so we can do those from mm-hmm. home That's
0: right
2: uh, you know i just uh and and you know nightlight has grown and it's it's very exciting to watch and you know it's it's kind of like we have a voice that a lot of people don't have
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and I think that's. It's amazing that the one place where there isn't or or shouldn't be, um, cens- censorship, um, you know, we can put out there positive information, we can put out there insightful spiritual stuff. We can put out there fun spiritual stuff. Um, and, and it's all not gloom and doom. I, I and you know, actually Nightlight did get censured. Um Really? A couple of weeks ago. Wow. Yes. <laughs> what? Was it my was it me? <laughs> no. <laughs> um it it was interesting. I did a show with Gary Wayne on COVID oh. and end times.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and um I can't imagine Anything that he said that that was in any way um, controversial, and yet the mm-hmm. show was taken off of YouTube. However, Oh, that
3: doesn't surprise me. Yeah.
2: Any anybody interested in the show can find it on any of iHeartRadio. It's on TalkStream Live. It's still on Blog Talk. The only way it is the only place it is not is on YouTube, because it was removed. But it's still on no, for twenty
3: anything. or thirty. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> it's it's still on you know thirty or you know, twenty or thirty servers, so you can find the Gary Wayne show on on COVID and end times. It was a it was a very interesting show, but in mm-hmm. no way did it did it attack
3: the system or anything like that. You, he mentioned the c word. That's why.
0: Uh-huh. Is
3: that what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh heaven forbid you mentioned that. I call it the Psi virus. So, but I can tell you, you're better off on Rumble at this point because they'll censor for anything. YouTube's very weird about censoring anything. At this point, it's just really just off the rails when it comes down to censorship. That's stupid. And and you know, people are just like, you know, there's so many other platforms. They're just hurting themselves. They keep doing that. In my opinion,
0: there's so many other things to choose from.
3: Every time I turn around, there's another platform for people to use. So it's kind of like we don't need it. It's it's dumb.
2: Well, I think what you know because we have 20 different servers. Um, mm-hmm. And it's still on Blog Talk, um, and most mm-hmm. of the servers pull from Blog Talk, and Blog Talk has never censored me,
0: and well, um,
2: so so it, it's kind of you know I was very upset, and then I thought I actually thought I have arrived, blog, you know, <laughs> YouTube actually <laughs> listened to a show and was offended, and took it off. I mean, I really feel like that was a in a way, a compliment that, you know, at least somebody at YouTube listened to the show. So That's
0: it was funny. kind of,
2: I, I I realize I should, you know, be contrite, but I'm not. I, I'm i very flattered that, you
3: know, <laughs> but they took yeah, a it's very a good So the stuff they do is just like really, really childish. I mean, I don't have time to play with these kids and the water wings and, the, and you know, the shallow end of the pool. Uh-huh. Come on, guys. This is no good. Let's grow up here. Uh, <laughs> they just don't, you know. It's like censoring scholars, and I'm just, you know, just l- giving you the idea of people who are very intelligent. Uh, Gary Wayne's fabulous, so you have somebody like him getting censored by people, that it's just like, you know, have some respect, have some courtesy, agree to disagree, and just let it go. But people can't do that anymore, oh, yeah. you know. This is a very strange timeline of of it's almost like persecution, to, to be honest. So it's very interesting.
2: Well, to me, it was it just meant that the show was really even better than I thought it was. So
3: um,
2: I was very flattered, but but um, to be to to be in in any field where censorship is, I mean, I can understand it if we we had cursed a lot and put a lot of profanity and 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 porn out there, I could see censoring me for that. But you know, chances of that happening with Nightlight is just you know slim to none. But but there, and there are things that that don't belong out there but but the opinion of a scholar um doesn't you know doesn't seem to fit that uh whatever and and I swear to you i mean i I was there, I was talking to him it it never even found that he i i didn't feel that he was even critical of um any of the stuff that was going on.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh,
2: it, it 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 blew me away and then I was very flattered. But uh I think that that these are times in which um there's a great deal of, of muscle going into news and, and um even podcasts are getting are getting censored. But uh there there's there are very few ways where people can get their work out there, especially authors. Other than podcasts these days, so
3: oh, that's true. Even know, if you self-publish, I mean, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. But this is the same old storyboard. I mean, they used to do that back in the old days. Even, even you know, when the pioneering spirits of the American Revolution were like that, they were always getting censored, too. And you'd be surprised. I had ancestors that were writers that wrote for their. I guess they wrote all kinds of things, and they were they were like underground writers. <laughs> it's really funny. I looked at my hair, my heritage <laughs> on my mother's side, and really fascinating. So yeah because they were always censoring back then. Well, uh, well,
2: you know, they get they get rough, you know. Um yeah. They they ruin people's careers, especially
0: oh,
2: yeah. um you know, people with the news. Um it, they're very careful about what they say and and they have to be if they want you know, if they want the show to stay on the air, they have to they have to comply to a great degree.
3: That's a shame. We have great reflexive- that's what's going on.
2: Well, I think what really bothers me the most is that it used to be with newspapers anyhow um they used to have or i don't know if it was a rule or just their policy, but before somebody before a newspaper could publish a story, they had to have three independent resources before they could publish the story
0: mm mm-hmm.
2: now that's that's not the case anymore um mm-hmm. You know, they they hear a rumor and they they publish it. They don't check it out. Mm-hmm. They don't research it. I mean, <clears throat> news reporters are no longer really news reporters. They are, um, you know, people that just read what they're given. And mm-hmm. and you know, there there are you know some Carl uh, Krauthammer. Um, what used to be on Fox, he's passed away, but he was, he was brilliant. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, a couple of other people that, that, you know, really do the digging, really do the research, really, you know, check their material out before they put it before the public. I mean, it's to the point now where you don't know really where to go for the truth and, and, you know, you have to try to dig it out yourself. And then you don't even know if what you're digging on the internet is, is the truth either so it is a bit befuddling
3: right well i think it just gets back to the gnosis and the higher evolution and consciousness and being able to decode and look and see what's truth based and what's not but yeah i mean there's so much propaganda i call it propaganda these days because much of it is so yeah I, I don't listen to anything with mainstream at all i'm, I'm i i do not even pay attention to it i i'm in another universe most of the time like I said, I'm like I try to keep it like two ships that pass in the night, I really do. I do my thing, they do their thing and we just move along. Um, well that's that's a good way <laughs> I try. to try. It's the way yeah, I'm it's supposed to go, in my opinion, you know. That's the way it's supposed to be, but
2: Well, you know, I you know, your books are are all you know, focused on, on transformation and ascendance and and mm-hmm. getting into the you know, your connection with source and I think that, you know, this is a, a great time for people to, to, you know, seek out this kind of material, and, and Solaris has written three or four great books, and, and a Halloween book, which is fabulous, by the way. Thank um, okay. you. And it is a time for self-discovery. and And I think so many people think that, you know, I have to be in a class to do this, or I have to you know being a, a you know a certain with a certain teacher or guru or whoever and the reality is you're your own best teacher you're, you're you're you know exactly what you need and you know go find it don't don't look for somebody to tell you what to believe research and make up your own minds and i think that's that's what frustrates me the most you know people who you know want to find a person to teach them as opposed to doing the research, and you know, everybody has a, a different portal inside of them that takes them to that source, to takes them to the to the the connection with the infinite, and and it's 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 something that, that they have to discover by themselves. They can't someone can't do it for you.
3: Um, mm-hmm. I had people. Well, there's once, plenty of resources people... out there. I swear, you know, so much oh, to yeah. access, plenty of data. To go for, for people. There are great Type books book. out yeah. there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I I had uh, I had a meditation group for 17 years, and there was one man in it who came into the meditation once, and he said, "Everybody, kind of give me room because someone has raised my kundalini, and I can't be around lower energy too much."
0: Get <laughs> out! <laughs> oh, he
2: That's paid funny. he paid big bucks to have his kundalini risen. And
0: really? you know, this I, I right. and, and,
2: no, I, it wasn't. You know, it was kind of like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the lady that wanted me to to mend her aura. It had been ripped, and she was hysterical because the woman who usually mended it for her was gone. And could I mend it for her? And I said, Well, how is it ripped? And she said, Oh, I don't know, but I know it's torn. I can feel it. And she 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 usually mends it for five hundred dollars. And I said, Are you oh, serious? My gosh. <laughs> and no. I said, How how often do you tear your aura? <laughs> and she said, Oh god, at least once a month and I said, Okay, I tell you what. I will mend it for you And 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 I said, Because I have a special going on, um, I will mend it I will mend it to you for free and I will guarantee that it will never tear again. I will put a special spell on it so that your aura cannot be ripped or, or, or torn or penetrated in any way, shape, or form. And um, I said, I'll guarantee it. And she said, are you serious? You can do that? I said, I can do it as well as the woman that has been mending it for you for sure. And so I, I took her through a short meditation, and I, I did a little whatever. And she said, oh, my God how many thousands of dollars do I owe you? I said, you don't owe me anything. And she said, well, there has to be payment. I I I said, absolutely, there is payment. And she said, what is the payment? I said, you have to find a worthy cause once a month and donate your time to it. The month that you don't donate your time is the month the spell breaks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I saw Which, uh, her. I saw her three years later, and she said, "My aura hasn't torn, and I've met wonderful people by volunteering my time once a month. It's not a big deal." And she said, "I will do this the rest of my life." And I said, "You got a good aura." <laughs>
0: well,
3: that's a happy ending.
2: Yeah, she had to give. I said, "You're paying forward." So you know. It's, uh, I, there, there, is, there are people out there that are just so unethical, and they, they snag people. And they, they, I, just, I feel so bad that there are those kinds of people there. But there are. But, but as far as, as humanity goes, I think that, that we're on a, an amazing pathway. And, and I think that there is a sense of awareness that is coming, that is, you know, people are finding their personal power. And so long as they don't assert it physically, so long as they are, are utilizing their personal power in a very positive way, I think there's a great deal to be said for humanity in the direction we're going in.
3: Well, it'll be an interesting ride, there's no doubt. Um, well, let's see what transpires, but I see a lot of transition. I just see a lot of change transition, a lot of people moving on, whether it's transferring out or just other things. And. Um it's fine. Uh-huh. You know, things are things are moving. They have to. You can't stay in the same space time all the time. I mean it's just I, I find that most of us are beings like myself have outgrown this place and it's it's becoming redundant, you know, non productive almost to be here. Um that's just the way I look at it. But I find that I think that's what's going on too. I think there's some breakaways happening. And we'll see what happens. I mean the idea behind people being controlled is uh, you know, once again, nobody has the right to do that, so that's gotta be looked at unless people just wanna be part of that situation where they want you know. Some kind of a leash. Well, so. you
2: know, there are I mean, these the, the people that are, um, theoretically, um this this one percent, this one world order group, um, I think some of them have come out of Bohemian Grove. Um some of them are, are you know, parts of the um the elitists that, that have come out of Europe. I think that that you know, there's a, a large group of very wealthy people that think that think they're in control and and what I find fascinating is that I know they're not. And yet they feel they are they are manipulating even the world situation and they're not. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I I know that that um there are there are I mean I know that there are there is also an alien presence here on the planet. I'm just not sure how intensive it is.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, we look at the extraterrestrial intelligence, and I've talked about that before. We're the extensions of the visitors, so we are the alien intelligence here indirectly. But that's part of the alien intelligence I've been writing about. But You know, yeah, there's all kinds of cosmic origins here, uh, cloaked, so to speak, and I think most of us have that within our DNA structure. But Uh once again, slept under amnesia, under hypnosis, not being aware of it, not just walking in a trance most of the time, complying with things they shouldn't be complying with and not questioning. So, yeah, seeking insofar as finding information that will help activate their own divinity, I think would be a huge deal. Um, It gives them an opportunity to wake up, really snap out of the dream step out of it. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that
2: it's 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 fascinating. To me. It's fascinating to watch. I I am so blown away by by the changes that are going on and and how things are shifting around. I mm-hmm. you know, when you see things um I think what gets me is you, you see a lot of projects that have been stopped because of because of what's going on, and yet mm-hmm. there are black ops that are are full speed going ahead that the general public isn't aware of. So that mm-hmm. so that we're not really at a, at the standstill that that it appears that we're that we're at. So it's almost as though. Um, I, I don't know if "black ops" is the right word, but um, I don't know what else I would call it. Yeah, well, I
0: mean, oh, about right.
2: I, I I do feel that, that, that there are projects that deal with even even Mars that that mm-hmm. you know are, are 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 barreling ahead. I feel that there is a great deal of um, activity below the surface mm-hmm. and yep. the, that we're, we're... now um are you are you familiar at all with skinwalker ranch what's going on there
3: well i've heard of the uh paranormal activity or so-called things that go on which connect into extraterrestrials but in my opinion i think it's just a beta test for directed energy weapons and exotic technologies that's what it sounds yeah, like yeah like. that
2: yeah, that was that was the feeling I got when when they were mm-hmm. talking about their their frequency stuff and everything that that there is definitely some sort of um complex that is underneath that particular part of the country that, mm-hmm. you know, has things seeping out so that it is affecting um the people on the I mean some people got um radiation burns and some people got um and and here again it's the frequency stuff um mm-hmm. i i yes. keep going back to the frequency stuff uh one of the one of the people who works on the ranch had um his brain start to swell and and so it's, that's i reckon energy weapon
3: yeah
2: yeah and so Sounds you, like you know name. i kind of yeah i and i kept i kept you know watching it saying you know, but that's energy that's that's frequency stuff that's and they did get around to um, uh, to measuring a lot of the frequencies and and mm-hmm. they did find that they were they were you know just blown out of the water with them so again here's where here's where I think that a lot of stuff is being tested on humanity, and we don't even know it, and that's why yeah. the animals see you know acting so strangely um, i would love to know if anybody else out there has animals that have gone slightly crazy lately because um i know when i saw my cats fighting it was just it was it was
3: phenomenal my cats don't fight i mean they're brother and sister, it's really brother and weird and yeah i was gonna fight. say that is strange but i kind of wonder if there's not an anomaly besides that um if there's something earth change related where you're at physically that is something to look at in my opinion. The animals are the first ones to go just crazy when it comes down to that, whether there's a big change or something massive happening underground. You know, it could be... I, I don't discount the direct energy weapons or anything like that either, because I know they're deploying those. They're doing aerial warfare. I know that. So the animals would probably be susceptible susceptible to that, excuse me. But uh, very interesting, you know. It's just, that's no good. Well, so. the,
2: the 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 one thing that, you know, I'm closest to... <laughs> It's the New Madrid fault line.
3: <laughs> right. That's what I think. Well, I canceled out the universe, but my point is that, yeah, paying attention to that while the animals are going a little strange. How are the birds doing? Um, well, we've just come into
2: – I actually, I haven't seen that many birds, and, and I used and, and there used to be a lot of them here, but we're in fall,
0: hmm. so okay.
2: some of them have – you know, gone south. But now I am south, so I don't know how far south they go. But um, the the birds are are not as frequent here as they have been in the past. Um, I just I know that uh, what was the other thing I read just a while back um, that that they that a lot of the wildlife was kind of migrating out of Yellowstone, which
0: well, which to me is.
2: Uh, I think it was the buffalo that they were, they, mm. or the deer. They they were just, you know, calmly walking up the road and and out of Yellowstone, which um, would say they know something we don't know.
3: And how how recent was that? Um,
2: probably it it was sometime within the last year.
3: Oh, okay,
0: um, so okay. Hmm, that's it's
2: interesting. It's not. It's not. It's not within the last ten minutes or anything like that, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it's it's definitely they're migrating out, so that that would say to me because animals seem to have a a way of reading the energy.
3: Mm-hmm. For the first time. Um, to know.
2: Well, it's like the Usually. snakes in China.
3: Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah. But. Uh, definitely pay attention.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I just I, I still am. am befuddled by 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 hearing just in one day so many different situations where animals were turning on one another. And, you know, these are animals that were, you know, mild-mannered, sweet animals that, you know, would never hurt anybody. And then suddenly
3: hmm.
2: they take off on people.
3: And, that uh, is strange. I would pay attention to that for sure. And, yeah, find out... Anybody listening out there, if they're having issues like that, that would be interesting to see where the patterns are. I mean, I, it took me three weeks
2: um, to calm my cats down,
3: wow. so that I, so that they,
2: so that they would be in the same room with one another.
3: My goodness, that's terrible! They, wow.
2: Oh, there, there was a while there where I would have. One would be closed in my bedroom; the other would have the run of the house. And every six hours, I switched it around. I oh mean, goodness. they just could, they couldn't eat in the same room. They couldn't. They. I mean, it, they were really. Um, and
0: that's we're so talking strange, things,
2: yeah. You know, we're not, we're not just talking. You know, let's 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 wrestle a little. We're talking teeth and claws. So that's so um, no good, yeah. No. Mm. and and uh, you know it, it was kind of like i I've, I've never been through anything like that with my with my animals they've never no. they've never done that so um so, so I, you know i'm just wondering if
3: some kind of if, an energy there no doubt do you do you get exactly, more technological which is what i would say versus a supernatural force you don't think there's anything like that and you're psychic enough to know if there's something different like supernatural forces in the house that might be agitating them
2: yeah, no, um as 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 best as I can gather, the house is about as clean as it could possibly be.
3: I was gonna say even I, coming from you, I I can't see that, yeah. That's fine. I
2: mean I even with the cemetery then. in the backyard, none of those folks have visited well, they're not there. Come on. I wouldn't hang out <laughs> yeah, in the cemetery either. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You know, they they go where the party is whatever whatever it mm-hmm. is i mean they they don't sit by their headstones and wait for people to come by to visit you know they go visiting That's right. so um you know it it's it's you know i i just love having a cemetery back there but um no there's nothing metaphysically going on so mm-hmm. i immediately go to the energetic the uh, I, I keep coming back to harp. I don't know why I keep coming back mm. to harp, but I keep <laughs> coming back to harp. And mm-hmm. and um, I almost want to. I I know that 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 tsunami that hit Haiti a number of years ago. I know that
3: was harp. No oh, direct question. energy weapon for sure. Yeah, they have all kinds of and, electromagnetic pulse weapons and such that it can control for sure, steer things.
2: So I, I'm wondering if the um, the earthquake in Chile um, was harp too. I, I just but but this frequency thing. It just feels like there is a frequency that's being beamed out. I don't know if it's global. I don't. I know that that you know the only people that I have contact with really, the, the, you know as far as the animal goes um, are, are in the U.S so
0: um
2: but but there is something going on and and I know that there were studies on different um ethnic backgrounds on on triggering violence within men especially not women but men and and it seemed that that they were they were finding that some ethnic groups were more were more prone to violence at certain frequencies, and my feeling is that they're they're starting to utilize it too. Um, so I'm I'm watching to see if there are um, riots or or you know things going on abnormally
3: mm-hmm. frequently over the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it seems like it. I've noticed that just from the bits of like media footage that I see here and there. I mean, there's all kinds of weird going on, people, you know, smashing grab and stealing and, you know, all kinds of strange with that. So the behavior has definitely shifted. And I agree. I mean, when I look at the satellite systems, you know, I'm always suspicious of all the deployment of the Starlink, for example, and some other satellite systems that I know have been weaponized to some degree or certainly can be. So you've got that going on where you have all these uh, weapon systems above our heads and people don't even pay attention to that. But that's a big one, too. So, yeah, I think things have changed significantly since the shutdown. And that's when all the satellites started going up, if you remember. And I've always pointed that out. Everybody's probably tired oh, yeah. of me pointing it out, but I do <laughs> every time. I mean, it's there, just, there's you
2: know, there's almost uh, a network of satellites mm-hmm. around around the globe.
0: Yeah,
2: That oh, yeah. that almost that almost feels like the, they could be all activated to create a shield or something else. Um, I just don't think we've been told the truth about a lot of that stuff. So um, it, it's it's uh, it's sort of it's it's really weird because it does feel like the government is you, you know how a long time ago they did a thing on on you know should they tell the the American public about the UFOs and and the military decided that that we couldn't cope with the information. And I get the feeling that we're in that same sort of position now, um, with with what we've got out there in space. Um, mm-hmm. We're not being told about the, the 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 space force. We're not being told about um, what the satellites are really for. Uh, no, they were and, never and
3: classified. That's why. Yeah. But that's yeah. why I wrote my book, Eye, the Remote, Black Operations, in Area CM-52. I mean, my book touches mm-hmm. on all the electromagnetic pulse weapons. Back in 2008, I published that. And it has everything to do with where I've been with technology, weaponization of what they've done, and the, and the types of technologies they can use to interface targets of interest, which, of course, are triangulating remotely via satellite. So, yeah, it's, it's there. Believe me, that stuff's real. And, and the reason they don't talk about it, yeah, people would have meltdowns if they realized they were being test, tested or experimented on. Whether it's through directed energy weapons or psychological operations or fake ETs, I mean, my goodness. So yeah, you look at it; it's crazy. And now they are got Pinocchio. Yeah. You know, they can't complain because there's so much. You know, their nose is so big now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
2: I totally believe that. I've forgotten who who it was that said it, but one of the 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 next thing we had to worry about, what, the the next thing that would unite the globe would be um an invasion from outer space and i Mm. firmly believe that 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 they will holographically create that invasion
3: oh yeah it'll be a project or something yeah yeah Yeah, it'll
2: it'll only be it'll be holographic it will not be a real one and but it'll look real i mean if anybody i forget i forget what show it was it was probably one of the um award shows and it goes back a number of years but celine dion sang sang a uh a duet with elvis presley and he it, he it, he was holographically um oh,
0: yeah. projected
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it looked yeah. like they were singing together
3: it was just amazing mm-hmm. have you seen the michael and jackson one that's phenomenal the one in vegas no. the hologram oh check it out on youtube it looks amazing Better than, like, going to a concert with <laughs> them real. I mean, I like Michael Jackson's work, but it's really interesting. But, yeah, they can make more money dead than alive, at least the people that have bought their – I don't know if it's intellectual property or not, but they're using them as holograms now to perform. So somebody's making some big bucks. I think it's a, a very good idea in a sense of how to make money. But, yeah, it's amazing. But, can you know, when
2: you, when, when you can do it holographically better than a live show um, –
3: You really don't need the entertainer. That's correct. I think they're figuring that out. Just like they want everything to be artificial intelligence related and and that uh, they they consider mankind, to some degree, in my opinion, expendable. So we're looking at that as well. Like, uh, you know, I think that's part of this uh, culling of the herd, so to speak.
2: Oh, well, the planet is definitely being culled, but, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I'm – I, I know that it feels like—I don't know if it's the case, but it feels like minorities are, are targeted more than anything else.
3: That—that—that,
2: mm-hmm. um, that, that, and of course the older generation of which
3: I am a part. So, well, um, I think anybody over 50 is targeted now. I think it's like Logan's Run, except they its its like every <laughs> anybody over 50. <laughs> did you ever see that movie, Logan's Run? Because it doesn't really. Oh my God! Of that. I thought they were, you like, know, really young. It was a was good it movie.
2: 30? They at.
3: At thirty, they went into the chamber. I think it was thirty. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but that was a good movie. Renew, I mean, renew. hmm Yeah, that was a that so, was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that. I mean, like green and all those other classics. Kind of looking at it sideways oh. now. You know, they're wanting to use people for compost when they transfer out, and I don't know. It's just getting kind of yeah. kind of sci-fi, weird, kind of sideways to me. This world, but you know, just observe well, it. Well, you know.
2: Silent Green is another classic that that everybody should mm-hmm. watch. Actually, um, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it's really it's fascinating because I've always said, and I firmly believe, that science fiction is the way that they get us ready for what's actually coming. Mm-hmm. And yep. and A you know and. and you know, Star Trek and the doors that open and shut and now every time you go into a mall the doors open and shut for you and you don't think anything of it. And exactly. So yeah. so so, you know, a lot of that technology it became reality and I think that, that when you look at a lot of the science fiction and you know course my one of my favorite movies of all time is Avatar. So
0: mm.
2: and and I don't know why that that didn't make bigger money than it did because I think it's fabulous. I it that did. I inter, It did that and Interstellar. Did you see that one?
3: I, I don't think I actually saw Interstellar. To be honest with you, but um, I'm sure it's an interesting movie. I like the music to it. I know that much. I don't think I actually physically saw the movie. Or if I did, I only saw like ten minutes of it. And I wasn't wasn't really big on checking it out. It wasn't grab. No, Interstellar no, was something worth that watching. Is it? Okay, I'll check it out sometime. I know I like the soundtrack, um, though. I've heard it on uh, YouTube, so I like that. Oh,
2: yeah. No, but I, I think that, that humanity is coming to a point in time here where there are there are wonderful changes coming. There are things that we're not going to like, that, that we have every right in the world to say no to and will.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, I, I think most of humanity doesn't realize that... that not only do we have the power, but we have the right to say no. And if mm-hmm. enough of us say no, you know they're gonna they're gonna be sitting there with their pants down because, you know, if if they can't get us to kowtow, if they can't get us to become cannon fodder, um, then they're stuck. And, mm-hmm. and I and I do and I do believe that will happen because I I I give humanity. Um, more credit than most i think that
0: uh, Mm -hmm.
2: there is Mm -hmm. a spirit within all of us and and you know we will fight in 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 whatever way is possible and it doesn't have to be violent it can just be saying no and Mm -hmm. uh you know if it's if enough say no or if enough you know have different opinions um it's going to be an interesting time. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm uh, you know it's it's uncertain, so there's a little bit of you know uh, I don't know, but um, the uncertainty you know kind of makes everybody you know a little more aware of what's going on. I I would I would you know t- say to everybody, watch for the energies, watch for the changes, watch for. You know the shifts that are going to be happening, and um i I think being a watcher at this time is a really good idea because the the oh, more yeah. you watch really the, sure more, the more aware- yeah the more aware you become, and you know mm-hmm. take the time to to grow and to stretch and to get inside yourself and and become more aware of yourself and and your connection to to the source because it's an amazing time. And when you get right down to it, those of us that are here on this planet at this time volunteered to be here for a reason.
3: I know you say that, but I don't think I did. Maybe you did. I if you be hadn't been, if here.
2: you weren't meant to be here, you wouldn't be here.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's my point. Is I don't think I'm supposed to be here. That's another thing. That's a long story. That's okay.
2: okay. <laughs> well, I just, you know, yeah, I, I, I am fascinated by what's going on, and and well, it's I, interesting. I, I, yeah, it's, it's an
3: interesting the, timeline. Yeah.
2: It really is, and and you know the. Um, the lessons that are going on and and the the changes that are happening and watching, you know, so often you hear about what, you know, the changes that happened in the past, but you, you've never actually, I've never, to my knowledge, been a part of the changes of, of of watching them evolve and grow and change. And, and, you know, there, 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 there's a reason I think all of us are here and, and, you know, Um, you probably don't feel like you belong because you have a greater awareness of of who you are above and beyond being human. Um, The rest of us don't. (laughs) So, you know, I I just... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Or you got bumped. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) <laughs> you, you missed you missed your actual plane. You took the next one, and oh my God, you didn't Sorry. know where you were going.
3: It was a detour. <laughs> never again, Barbara. Never again.
2: Oh well, <laughs> look at what, look at what you've been through, though, because you are so ex- exceptional. I mean, that you
3: survived
2: what you went through is is the cool well, thing. That's
3: true. I did survive. That which does not kill well, us you- makes us very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, it's hard it's hard to kill. Hard to kill.
2: Well, you know, and the point being that that um, you know you have so much to share with other people. Your books are great, and well, and you. you know I I blindly steal from them. So okay. uh, you know, oh, I, I have no shame. I tell everybody you know that you're the source, but um
3: oh,
2: you're so I use, Oh well, hey. You know, credit where credits due. Um, I just your uh, your is transmutation through ascension. Is that that's the one yeah, that, that I love the, the first most? One. Yeah, I do too. I love that, that. That 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 is a textbook. That is definitely everybody should read that because it is it is just it's it's outstanding. That near Halloween well, book.
3: Um, <laughs> everybody likes that Halloween book. I like it too. It's fun. I enjoy it. Thank
2: you. Well, I think it shows another perspective of you, too, which I think is, mm-hmm. is, is important. You know, I mean, it's a wonderful story. The, the illustrations are gorgeous. And, you know, when you, when you think of who you are and what you've been through, that you can write a story that is that sweet and that is that um, informative for children is is really amazing. And then then, oh, then you have all the other intellectual stuff, which is really cool. But, you know, you
3: expect that. From my you. mind spins in a lot of directions. But, yeah, it was a great <laughs> great time to just have some decompression and write that book, the children's book. It was really good.
2: Well, you may, be, you may be writing another book about your new puppy. I have a feeling that he's going to be a large uh, part of your life. So. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see how
3: large he gets, Barbara.
2: <laughs> he will to be like a big business. dog. Oh my gosh. Well you said he had small paws,
3: his, so maybe he won't be as big as you yeah. think.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, the paws the paws were small, so so he won't be carrying a barrel of brandy but a flask perhaps.
3: Okay, that's good enough for me. <laughs> <It'll be laughs> well fun. I just
2: noticed our time and we are we are almost out. So you wanna give everybody all of the places you are and how to get a hold of you?
3: Oh, well thank you. First of all, thank you. It was a wonderful show as always. And everybody, I'm over at my website Night so Shadow Anomaly Detectives, and my radio show is Hyperspace at KCOR on Friday night, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific. I also have Ravenster Switching Hour, 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific on Saturdays. And I'm, I'm always enjoying connecting with you, Barbara, for the show. I always look forward to it every month. It's great. You get to dive into all kinds Wait. of things.
2: <laughs> well, you get you get to pick the next the next chapter that we go into right. and avoid. Uh. <laughs> oh
3: great! Yeah, really. We we'll come in for ten minutes and then we move on. <laughs> well, it's always kind of good to have a, make in the classroom. it. Go it's
2: ahead. good to have a jumping off place, and sure. um, you know, maybe maybe by next time, let's see, that would be the end of December. Maybe I'll I'll have figured out you know how many places we can we can time travel to, and uh, set it up. Yeah,
3: I'm looking forward to that so, for the new year. Fabulous.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anybody interested in doing a time travel meditation once a month uh, with us? Uh, send me send me uh, an email at, at barbara.delong.com and, and barb. No, not not not, not there. Barbara Delong at gmail.com. And um, if you want to check out what the remote viewing looked like. Uh, it's uh, there's a remote viewing button on my website, and that's com, Check that out. And uh, the show, along with all of the other great shows, with the exception of the Gary Wayne that got took down, um, will be up on YouTube tomorrow. And uh, I look forward to uh, another adventure with you in, at the end of December. And uh, thank Bye-bye. you so much. For Oh listen, this has been such a joy as always and um my pleasure so so thank you for tonight thank you and everybody thank you. for thank you everybody for being with us and please join us again uh last Sunday of the month in December, and we'll keep you posted on all of the other adventures that we may decide to get into good night now.